Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com. And click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Now it's been a while since I talked about gold and what's been happening with the gold price. And I thought this week I would uh, cover a little bit on that as well as a stock that I've covered in our weekly report that we do for our traders. Um, I looked at the history of gold um, and I actually overlaid that on Newcrest Mining because the subject of my presentation last Friday for the weekly report was actually on Newcrest. Um, so I looked at the, in my previous report on gold, I think that was way back in uh, 2017. It's, as I said, it's been a while since I've covered that. I've covered oil and iron ore recently. Um, so I looked at the um, the history of the gold price and I was encouraging people to go back and if they're looking at buying gold or if they're looking at buying stocks in that in the gold space to make sure you go back and have a really good look at the history of the stock and the gold price and have a look at where it rose and where it fell, how volatile the stock is. Also, um, this is a really important part of the selection process for your stocks to actually know what the stock looks like, how it moves Um, where it's actually trading in the bigger picture. One of the areas that we teach in our course, our diploma course, is Dow's phases of the market. And it's about looking at the big picture and understanding what's happening in terms of what phase it's in, whether it's in accumulation, distribution, whether it's actually on the motive phase, the part that's rising, or whether it's actually in a decline and where that um, decline may end. It's also about... um, thinking of what's the good strategy to trade stocks, gold stocks. I mean, if the gold price is rising, doesn't it make sense that the gold stocks should be rising at exactly the same time? Well, that doesn't always happen because, of course, there are practical issues uh, to do with some of those gold companies, being mining companies, being very volatile and being exposed to issues around production. Um, What could happen if they don't meet their forecasts through one event or another? Um, There's also discussions about the costs of production for miners. Um, I think it was a new crest came out, I think, earlier this year and talked about the rising cost of electricity on their production costs. Um, I've also looked at the chart of gold to see where important levels are in relation to if the stock rose, at what point would it give us an indication or a strong indication that it was likely to continue to rise? I mentioned the 1,300-point mark, and if it fell below around 1,200 points, then it was in major decline again. So that's something really important. Those levels are important to keep an eye on. But since I've done that analysis, I've refined that by coming back and having a look at what's recently occurred on the chart, and did that give me any more indication about whether those levels are likely to remain true or not? Well, the interesting thing is that the gold price went through 1,300 points or thereabouts, and then it started to come back to that level again. So if it goes back below 1,300 points, the risk is that it will continue to decline. Now, if the gold price trades below $1,237 an ounce, then 
um, it's more likely to be in a, in a much more significant down move. Um, in relation to the rise, again, we need to see it push back up above that recent high that we've had. Um, and that was really quite nice to see that the gold price did move up strongly above the 1300 points. That gave a positive indication that it was more likely to rise. However, it's just showing how just above that $1,300 level, there are a few peaks in price that are providing quite a strong resistance level for the stock at the moment, for the, for the gold price. So now what we need to see is, as I said, is a move above that. Um, and then we could be heading to around about the $1,500 an ounce mark um, this year. Now, in looking at the gold price and having a look at Newcrest, um, I wanted to see whether there was a correlation between the movements in the gold price and the movements in the Newcrest share price. And from a longer term perspective, I mean, I'm looking at a monthly chart, not looking at short term moves, but looking at the big picture, gold really had um, a solid move all the way up. This was well before the GFC. And we saw gold and Newcrest pretty much track each other. We saw a peak in the Newcrest share price in November 2010, and then gold peaked in September 11. So it was interesting to see that um, activity occur around the all-time high, how volatile um, Newcrest was, and then to see it actually peak prior to the gold price peaking. Then we saw gold fall all the way into a low in December 2015. Now, interestingly, Newcrest fell significantly more than what the gold price fell. Um, there were some issues with Newcrest. If you go back and do a bit of a Google search and have a look at what production issues they had along the way, um, that may help. Also, another thing that can impact um, the Newcrest bottom line is the uh, movements in the, the currency, so the Aussie-US dollar currency movements. It's something to be aware of. Um, so Newcrest made a low in December 13. So it actually made its low well prior to the gold price, but much more significant a move. So Newcrest actually fell about 84% as part of the, the overall decline from the high. Now, then, since then, we've seen both rise. So we saw a peak in the Newcrest share price and in the gold price in July 2016. And since then, they both fell swiftly into December 16 and then have moved sideways. So much more in tune with overall with what's going on um, when you're comparing the Newcrest share price. I'm not saying that daily moves are similar or percentage moves. I'm just purely looking at the form because that's the first thing that you want to do when you're looking at a chart. The temptation is always to look at the percentage of stock has risen or fallen first rather than sitting back looking at the whole picture and seeing where the stock or market is um, trading. So looking at that, um, I've covered that pretty much the overall um, forecast for gold and important levels to watch if it falls um, below that 1237, as I said, and if it trades strongly up over the coming months, um, it's already it's still above 1300, but it just needs to push way back above resistance, which is um, somewhat above that level, and continue to rise towards the 1500 um, dollars an ounce. In relation to Newcrest share price, um, it's going to take a bit for it to turn around. It is trying at the moment to do that, and I noticed the other day when I was looking at it, it was filling a gap on the chart. So it's really, this is an important time for Newcrest to see that 
once it's filled this gap, can it continue to rise from here? Or is this going to mean the decline's not finished and it just had to move up to fill that before it came back again? Um, look, the other thing that tends to affect Newcrest share price, as, as you know, um, there are certain times of the year when companies make announcements and so that can have an impact whether they miss or meet the markets or the analysts' expectations in terms of their their numbers, their bottom line numbers. The copper and gold price w- would obviously have an impact on Newcrest share price and the volumes, of course, that they can move. Um, but it was interesting to see that for the half year to December 2017, that Newcrest's underlying profit dropped by 58%. I mean, this is the sort of volatility that you can see in the, the earnings and therefore that would have to follow through to the share prices, you can imagine. But interestingly, the revenue was only down by around 5%. So sometimes you have to dig a little deeper to see what's actually gone on um, in terms of their financial reporting. I noticed that um, some analysts don't always report the big picture. They're just taking some of the highlights and, and then even then not necessarily all of them. So it's a good idea to go to the company's website and go and have a look at the actual profit announcement that that was released to the market by the company. So I hope if you're a gold lover or you enjoy following the gold price or trading it or you're interested in lots of gold stocks, I hope that was of interest to you. Just remember, always have a look at the chart before you make any decision, have some solid rules. Remember that these sorts of stocks can be quite volatile and take that into account when you're choosing the type of stop loss to set that could be a point for another discussion, I think. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.